turn the Bible open tonight to Genesis, the first chapter. Chapter 1, verse 20, verse 26. And I'm going to preach on prayer, I think, tonight. Praise God. Prayer. Hallelujah. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's ask God to preach to us tonight. Well, excuse me, I'm going to take my coat off tonight. I've been hot all day. Now, God said that he made us in his own image. How many of you come to church tonight? Now, when you look in the mirror and you see the mess that's in the mirror, don't blame God for that. Because that's not what God was talking about. Hallelujah. He wasn't talking about. You have never been nowhere until you've been in a jam-packed air terminal for 24 hours. It looked like they poured them people in in Denver Airport yesterday by the millions. And people are the strangest things anymore. I don't know why anybody would go to the zoo. You could go to an airport jam-packed full of people and it's better than any zoo you ever went to. It is amazing what they wear. <clears throat> we were with very elite people this morning. People fluent. <clears throat> people with money. And you know what my wife said to me? She said, I remember when us apostolics used to dress like they're dressed. And they used to call us white trash. I remember them days. They used to call us white trash for dress. That one girl, what she was dressed up in was amazing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. 
Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. Don't worry, we built this place good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> And if you went out today and watched people, it's better than any zoo you ever went to. I'm telling you, I can't handle it. Thank God Jesus is coming soon. I would not be one bit surprised that it would be in tune today to wear a purple sock and a yellow sock and there wouldn't be any reason for you to see anything wrong with it fact is if you seen something wrong with it you would be the one that was crazy hallelujah hallelujah praise God Now in Galatians, the fifth chapter, <clears throat> there are a lot of things mentioned there. Praise God. In the verse of 19, I don't think I want into them though, because them's all the works of the flesh. So I'll just talk about some. Well, let's look in 22. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Here is in the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22 is love. Let me ask you something tonight. Is love unemotional? Is joy unemotional? Is peace unemotional? Is long-suffering unemotional? Is gentleness unemotional? Is faith unemotional? Is meekness unemotional? Is temperance unemotional? And yet these are all the fruit of the Spirit of God. Now, what I'm telling you is, is God put his attributes in us. I said he put his attributes in us. If you're waiting for me to go a thousand miles an hour tonight, I'm waiting for you to get with me. Hallelujah. Some of you have done everything except got to church. Is that right, Anna? Praise God. Now, <clears throat> there is no way in your life or mine tonight 
you are going to be unemotional and please God. To be unemotional is to be dead. To be unemotional is to be seared. A, a seared conscience is unemotional. A dead person is unemotional. An unconcerned person is unemotional. There could be people they could walk up tonight and tell me some bad things about wouldn't bother me. That's right. You might as well be honest. It wouldn't bother you either. If I walked up to you tonight and said George Fever McGee had a heart attack and was in the hospital, what would you think? Wouldn't bother you, would you? Because ain't none of you know George Fever McGee. Hallelujah. Praise God. But if I told you one of us in here had had a heart attack and was in the hospital, it'd probably shake you up pretty bad. Amen. Praise God. So unemotional is being unconcerned. If you're concerned about something, you will be emotional about it. Brother Horn, would you be emotional if I told you your house was on fire? I rather doubt after going through it like Sister Dean did one time, you'd say, praise the Lord. I thought maybe I might say praise the Lord until I talked to Sister Dean. She said, no, you wouldn't. You'd lose more than you ever gained. Hallelujah. Praise God. She had a house catch on fire one time, so she ought to know. You can learn by listening. You don't have to go through things. The Bible is full of things for you to learn off of that you don't have to experience to learn. Praise God. Praise God. Now, what I'm saying is God made us in his own image. In the image of God created he male and female. And a female is automatically emotional. You say, well, my wife has fits. She's a normal wife. Hallelujah. She just blew off the handle again. Don't feel bad. She's all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> she is a normal female. Hallelujah. They're emotional. Praise God. Men are emotional too, whether they want to act like they are or not. They don't get emotional all the time because she blows off the handle. 
but just let the old cow in the pasture fall over dead and see how emotional they get. Amen. Some folks said, well, he's more concerned about the cars than he is me. And that's talking about a normal man. He loves his guns more than he does me. He loves his truck more than he does me. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a normal man. I was watching a grandma this morning and she looked at her little grandkid about the size of this one right here and she was flying with us to Oklahoma City and she said, said uh, see you later. And he said, alligator. Grandpa was sitting there with his head down over his eyes, you know. Grandma was having a time, and Grandpa wasn't even acting like he knew he had grandkids. And I said to the wife, I said, you know grandmas get really excited about grandkids, don't they? I said grandpas do too, but this grandpa's had enough. He's glad he's on his way to Oklahoma. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> you know, it does not matter tonight what you think. Most generally, the reason we get in the cesspool we're in is because of our stinking pride. Telling us that we are something we aren't. We are somebody we are not. We have built ourselves into an area we aren't. Amen. You do not build yourself into an area that you become a king of your domain and nothing can bother you the king of the domain could wind up the prisoner of his own prison house he built tomorrow. Amen. Now, what are you saying tonight, Brother Elder? We must realize tonight that God is king of kings and he must be lord of our life hallelujah and I got to thinking tonight about <clears throat> praise God got some water tonight I didn't know if they had water in that town last night or not Praise God. I, I uh, got to thinking about Jacob and Esau. And <clears throat> the Bible said that God loved Jacob before he was ever born. But he hated Esau before he was ever born. Amen. 
Now isn't that terrible about God to hate somebody before they're ever born? I mean, that's not even giving a person a chance. That's the way us dumb human beings think. But when you're God and know everything, it's not the way God thinks. Hallelujah. God seen whether you know it or not, if you open your Bibles up, you'll find out that when Sister Rebecca got pregnant in Genesis the 25th chapter and the 21st verse, at least it was about that time, said Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived and the children struggled together with her and she said if it be so why am I thus and she went to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said unto her two nations are in thy womb two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels and the one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve and the elder shall serve the younger the one born first is going to serve the one born second now somebody said, why did God hate Esau from his mother's womb? Would you like to hear my reason why God? Because I believe that before them two boys was ever born, that Jacob beat the daylights out of Esau. And Esau got to saying, hey man, don't get excited, just leave me alone. And Jacob was so upset that his brother was born first that when he come out old Jacob had a hole of his ankle his heel was coming out with him you ain't being first at no time There seems to be an admiration for us preachers that have some guts and gumption. I heard a preacher make a statement about another preacher last night. said, man, he won't make it down there. I said, what do you mean? I, he said, them people will run over him. They'll steamroll him. Come 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. Poor guy. The Lord going to teach him how to grow some hair on his back somewhere or another. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, God loved Esau, I mean Jacob, and he hated Esau. And if you ever stop to think about it, you read the Bible and try to find the things before Esau became a mighty nation that was as rotten about Esau as it was about Jacob. I mean, Jacob was a thief, a liar, a cheat. And the Bible said God loved Jacob. You mean God loves a thief? And he loves a liar and a cheat? Mm-mm. That's not what he loves. He don't like thieves and liars and cheats. He loved Jacob because Jacob loved the best. He didn't love from the beginning God the best, but he loved the best. And as he grew up, sitting around the house, hearing the elders talk, he began to love God the best. Now somebody said, Jacob loved God the best for God. But when you're growing up, you normally love the best for old number one. Who's old number one? No, number one is not you. Oh, number one is me. Oh, number one is I. Us three people in the mirror. Myself and I and me. Hallelujah. That's the one we love the best. Well, I love my wife more than anything. <laughs> Just listen to yourself carry on sometime. I love my husband. I love my kids, you know. Oh, what life won't teach us. Especially about love. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> but Jacob realized that by serving God was only the way in life to have the best. Now they couldn't say to Jacob, you better live for God now because if you don't, you're going to be left behind in the rapture. 
Now, Jacob, if you don't live and be a good boy, you'll get drowned in the flood. They couldn't tell him either one because the flood was already over and he didn't know nothing about the rapture. So the only reason why Jacob's going to live for God is because it's the best way to get the best things out of life. Wonder how many of you want to get the best things out of life. And Jacob was worried about Jacob. And he had a lying mama that would help him tell lies. Any of you ever see a lying mama? Go down there and tell them. Hallelujah. Well, I thought about the things we told our kids to say over the years. I said, ain't no wonder you've had so much trouble, you dummy. Can't teach your kids to do that and then you be all right and then be all right. quiet in here tonight mm-hmm. hallelujah and so his lying mama even backed him up for old number one hallelujah and he got out there but I want to show you something oh Esau he didn't care nothing about anything that amounted to everything The only thing he cared about was a little bit of somebody saying something good about him. And this boy here can shoot a bow and arrow better than anybody in this part of the country. There's probably not another deer hunter in the woods like him. Boy, I'm glad I got you up front. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Hope you don't backslide no more this week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just somebody say something nice about him. Mm, help me, Jesus, tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God. Try to keep my mouth. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but Jacob, he didn't care if he was better than him at shooting a bow and arrow. He wanted something better than shooting a bow and arrow. Better than catching the biggest fish in the pond. What's that? I want that. Birthright. What's that birthright? Whenever God goes blessing... 
going to be me. Hello. Now you could say I don't like that attitude. That's all right. It's right here in the church right now, and it's real prevalent right now, right here in the church. Some people would rather hear the praises of somebody in this church, while others in this church would rather God pat them on the back and say, you'd rather have the things I got, wouldn't you? Hello. Praise God. I hope you girls are listening to me tonight. Praise God. God said, I hate Esau. I don't know what happened, but Rebecca said there was sure a lot of bouncing going on at night. That night my stomach was jumping. I looked mad. My wife says, kicking around tonight, huh? Yep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Somewheres, I believe while she was carrying them, Old Jacob landed a hook on Esau's jaw. Woo. He said that Jacob is rough. He's going to be first no matter what. But God had some kind of a little law that a lot of folks in the church today don't care nothing about. All we care about is repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, get the Holy Ghost. And then after that, we don't know what to do because we we done everything we're supposed to do. And now there's no use to read the Bible or pray or do nothing else. We just got to go to church and see what's next. Hello. Like a bunch of Baptists. Well, we're saved now, preacher. What are you going to do with us till the rapture comes? I'll tell you what, if you get in that Bible, you get so many deep things from God. <clears throat> preacher and I was talking yesterday. He said, you know, he said, I don't understand about people talking about backsliding. So what do you think about that, Brother Elder? And I'm not lying or stretching the truth or nothing. I said, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. I think when I got saved, I'd had all I wanted with the world. And I don't even know how to relate to that. It never occurs to me of going back to that hog pen. I'm glad God got me out of that hog pen. I'm not one bit sorry. Amen. Amen. But there are some heights I want to climb. And there are some attitudes about God that I want him to put in me. There are some... Uh, 
parts of God that I want to be in my life that he has shared with me. Praise God. And I believe tonight that we're going to have to have the attitude that Jacob had. Somebody said, oh, I don't believe in being pushy. It's according to what you're pushing for. I even thought it was all right to be first to get on the plane today. My wife said, it ain't your turn yet. I didn't pay no attention to her. I just kept carrying the suitcase right on up to the front of the line. Hallelujah. When it became my turn, I was going to be the first one in turn. Hallelujah. Praise God. You ought not to be like that. Nah, you ought to just have a limp wrist. Just hang around. Whenever it happens to you, praise God. Come on. Come on. I don't believe that. There's a reason why everything good happened to Jacob. I never thought about this before. Oh, uh, was it Lebanon? Laban had them old gals that, that Jacob wound up married to. <clears throat> and uh, he got old Leah first, you know. But, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, he had all white cows. And and he had all aces in his hand. Four aces in his hand. Couldn't lose. The whole thing was stacked against Jacob. The whole deck was stacked against him. You know, some of us, we think the whole deck's stacked against us, so what's the use? And I don't understand this. I've asked people who's been to college. I've asked scientists. I sat down by an atheist yesterday on the plane who's must be something to do with science. Who's that guy who told me I was supposed to read about, dear? Remember his name? Pogo and Lewis or somebody. I don't know who it was. Hallelujah. Pluto. Yeah, Pluto and somebody else. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I felt like it's more like Pogo anyhow. <clears throat> Praise God. I just continued preaching to him. He's in an airplane seat strapped in. He couldn't get out. A sign was on there, keep your belts fastened. So I just kept right on preaching to him. Hallelujah. Yes, Praise God. <clears throat> and... Uh, And I've asked all the smart people in the world how you could do this, and nobody's ever given me the answer. Jacob took a stick and he carved some places on it open and put it in these cows' drinking place. And when them cows drank where that stick was, 
They had spotted calves. And all the spotted calves belonged to Jacob, and all the white ones belonged to his old pappy-in-law. But you know, his pappy-in-law was dumber than you could ever dream up. Because Jacob was taking care of the livestock. And one day, Jacob noticed that one of those calves was a baby bull. And he was all spotted up. And you imagine what happened when that bull grew up. They was having spotted calves all over the place. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if I was out there, I wouldn't do that to my father-in-law. You wouldn't. You sure wouldn't have been Jacob then. Because Jacob was thinking about Jacob. He worked for seven years. And he went into the tent that night to get married. And I don't know whether he'd had a good time before he got married or what. But when he woke up in the morning, it was old Leah instead of Rachel. Y'all are already going to sleep on me, haven't you? Now, if it had been Esau... He said, oh my goodness, I got messed up. Oh well, I guess I just had to live with you, Leah. But not Jacob. He was fired up mad. And he went and seen the old man. He said, you done me wrong. You done me dirty. Ain't nothing like two dirty old goats. Both of them out for number one. The old man said, yeah. How's come you're always having spotted calves? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm not going to be second. I'm going to be number one. Some place are making, some folk are making it in the church and getting places and other folks just send back. Well, I used to try. But, you know. Ain't no use to push yourself. way you folks are looking at me I ought to go home tonight let somebody else do it
let somebody else have my blessing let somebody else have my birthright God, if you folks look at me any worse, I'm going to quit and walk out of here. Hallelujah. Come on. Just let somebody else. And I never noticed this until tonight. But it does not say that Jacob wrestled with an angel it don't say that it says an angel wrestled with Jacob <laughs> hallelujah sometimes God wrestles around with us just to see what we'll do and boy, we just wrestle around with him. We just wrestle around with him and wrestle around with him. Did you ever notice when you'll normally tell God everything's all right? Is when he's beat the snot out of you and you're tired and you can't wrestle with him anymore. And you know what old Esau would have done? When God got through working Jacob over and he was slapped, wore out, and the daylight had come. He said, well now, Jacob, you gave me a pretty good fight, but I done whipped the stuff out of you, now I'll leave you. And Esau would have said, thank God for some relief. Goodbye, God. You are you beginning to catch on why God hated Esau, but he loved Jacob? But Jacob said, Nah, you whip me down till I ain't worth a flip. Get out of there, you big hunk. Oh, Lord, don't make me work like that to pick you up. I'm going to have a heart attack. Hallelujah. It's God. Isn't he good looking? keep trying to find somebody to marry him to every week. Tell him he needs some responsibilities. Hallelujah. Uh, Jacob, he looked at that angel wrestling with him and he said, you might have whipped me down to but you're not going nowhere without me going with you. Until first of all, you bless me. Amen. 
Oh no, God. God loves that. God loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. When will He said, Command ye me. Command you me. You're not going nowhere, God, until you bless me. And God said, I got to go. Don't bother me anymore. You ain't going nowhere. Let go of me. It's got daylight. And I don't want other men to see me. You ain't going nowhere. You might have whipped me down to nothing, but you're not going nowhere until you bless me. Now God's going to check you out and see how much you want something out of him. So he reaches around and touches the hollow of his thigh and he goes crippled and he has to work at it now to hang on to him and wrestle with him. And he's limping and dragging himself around. Let go of me! You ain't going nowhere. I may walk around a cripple the rest of my life, but you're changing me inside. You ain't going nowhere until you put your eternal blessing on me. And finally he says, all right, your name no more shall be called a cheat, a liar, a supplanter. Your name from now on will be Israel, which means your prince with God. I wonder how many of you want to become a prince of God. If you're faithful over a few things, over a few things, I'll make you ruler over everything, many things. Oh, I picked up my Bible and I began to read. There is a spirit among us today. I listen to Brother, what's his name, Timothy Creole preached the other day on the car stereo. I was listening to him preach the general conference, the most glorious glorious service I was ever in in a general conference anywhere in California praise God it is the most glorious service I was ever in in a general conference 
And Timothy Creole was fired up and thousands of United Pentecostals were screaming at the top of their lungs and praising God while he was preaching. And he said, some of you don't like this worship. He said, I'll tell you why. Some of you don't like this worship. You just came from your television sets. And some of us just came from a red hot prayer meeting. Preaching like that almost make you bite a hole in the dash. Hallelujah. Send chill bumps up your back. You can't even remember you're driving. You almost want to do some shouting in that car. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. He said, some of you, you're mad because some folks are out there dancing and worshiping God. But he said the reason some of them are out there dancing and worshiping God is because they haven't spent all afternoon in front of the mirror smearing the pancake on. You can have my birthright and I'll sell out for a bowl of beans. Some folks said, I'm going to prayer meeting. You even see it in between husbands and wife. A wife screaming, there ain't no sense go to church this early. And the husband said, I'm going to go pray anyhow. And it's not always the wife either. Sometimes it's the husband saying, <laughs> Ain't no sense of going to church that early. But there's one of them says, yeah, there's a lot of sense in it. And I'll be glad when some of you find out about it. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to be the head. I'm not going to be the tail. I'm not waiting clear back here in line for everybody to get in and then I just have to take whatever comes. Bless God, I'm getting up in the front end and I'm going to cause something to happen. Everybody's a running for the life. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's this. Everybody's that. Looks like a chicken house, you know, and the eagles are screaming and everything's running underneath the hen house. And ooh, cackle, cackle about this. And old Jonathan looks at his his uh, armor bearer and he said, well, well, we got to fight with him. And he said, well, we still got this shield. But what else? Well... I don't know, can't find nothing else. I don't know whether. I don't know what he did. I don't know whether he got him a big stick. 
or whether he just took his boot off or what he did. But he said, uh, and his daddy done said, anybody goes down there today, we're fasting today. Some folks would rather fast than they would get out and do something about it. You can starve yourself to death, but there comes a day you got to strap the sword on. You can't win a battle without a war. You can't have a victory without a battle. Hallelujah. Praise God. And old Jonathan, he's sick and tired of this sitting around stuff. He said to his armor bearer, let's go down there and just see what God do. You know, it might be the Lord be with us instead of my old man today. his armor bearer scared because his old man's a king you know said well let's hope so <laughs> and they going down there but that armor bearer is a pretty tough dude man he ain't nobody to fool with he's got a job to do and that's to keep the king's son from getting hurt and if the king's son gets hurt he might as well die Hallelujah. Oh, Jonathan says, you know what he said we do? He said we'll just... Jonathan must have been a southerner. He said we'll just raise up and wave our hands at him and say, Hi, y'all. And said, if they wave back at us and smile, it means God wants us to go get them. But if they don't wave back at us, we better get out of here. The Lord's not with us. Sure enough, they got down there in the midst of some of them. Stood up, grinned real big, and waved at them. How y'all? And one dumb, stupid Philistine soldier was so dumb he smiled way back. <laughs> Jonathan looked at his arm bearer and said, How do you like that? God's with us. <laughs> Wonder what we're going to do here. I don't know whether he had him a club, his boot, or what he had. But here come four or five of them soldiers at him and his armor bearer. And old Jonathan was a-working them over with whatever he had. But he didn't have a sword because the Bible said there was no iron in Israel at that time. 
but he must have hit one of those soldiers just right and that sword flipped around in the air and landed right in Jonathan's hand and he said praise the Lord and killed what was it ten of them and by that time he had his own shield his own sword they looked it over and said this one looks pretty good here you use this one this might even be a better shield you use it and here comes some more I don't know whether it was 10 more 20 or what didn't make any difference because they joined the first 10 deader than a mackerel and they kept it up that day until Jonathan and his armor bear killed a thousand. You know why? Some people don't put their trust in their ability. Some people don't put their trust in their strength. Some people don't put their trust in their mentality. Some people put their confidence in God. They just want his blessings. They just want his favor. They just want him to smile on them. Hallelujah. I begin to look in the Bible to see how powerful God is. And I opened up over there in Psalms, the 89th chapter, and I begin to read. Begin to read out of the seventh verse. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is strong, Lord, who is strong, Lord, who is strong, Lord, like unto thee, I don't know. I don't know if Brother Elder can get me out of this or not. Are you doing it for Brother Elder? Are you doing it for the pleasures of men? Are you doing it for the compliments of men? Are you doing it because I want his blessing plan I want his birthright I want his divine favor I want his power I want everything I want everything
told that atheist yesterday about my 66-year-old mother planning on going to Africa. Man, he said, she sounds like she's a young lady. I said, you'll see her. She acts like it, too. Praise God. She don't know she's getting old. She don't know she can't do it anymore. She don't even know she's drawn Social Security. It's no more than she's getting it. Ain't no wonder. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, when you get Social Security, you're supposed to get out of the army of the Lord. You're supposed to retire. You're supposed to rust out. Some folks say I'd rather rust out than I would wear out. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad I don't have a 10-speed bicycle around here. I'd get on right off. Hallelujah. Amen. What are you in this for? A preacher was telling me the other day, he said, Brother Elder, he said, you got to watch out now in your life. Um, you know, you're getting old enough now, Brother Elder, that you got to think about your family and your security and and uh, your health and he never said anything about my wealth I was glad about that hallelujah praise God I said do you know that I've got a Lincoln town car parked outside of this church building And I said, if I wanted to, I'd go out to the biggest, fanciest steakhouse in this town right now and order me the biggest, fanciest steak I want to eat tonight. But I said, I'll tell you what I'd rather do than have a Lincoln Town car or the biggest, fanciest steak going. I'd rather be where people are being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and people were being healed than I would have a town car and eat steak. When God called me to preach, all I've ever known is another one. Is another one. When you get that one, oh, that's it. No, it's another one. And when you get that one, it's another one. And when you get that one, it's another one. And sometimes it's not another one, it's another two or three or four. And you say, praise God. 
And God said, oh, I, I tell you, my wife and I, we've seen some things lately. I don't know why you have to get this old to learn to love living. But I, I, I was walking down to the store by Sister White's house the other night, going down to get me a cup of coffee in the dark. And I don't know, maybe a paper for the wife. And there was the old church building, the old parsonage there. And I began to weep and cry, walking in the dark all by myself. Whew. Remembering the power of God. Remembering the glory of God. Holy Ghost revival. Holy Ghost revival. Holy Ghost revival. People, sinners walking in off the street talking about how the church house was shaken. Mm. God hates a lackadaisical attitude, a lackadaisical spirit. He said, hey, Esau, I hate you. Drift on down. But your brother's going to get everything, bud. And you're going to wake up one of these days and weep bitter tears and seek me and weep with tears. But I won't look at you and I won't hear you. Amen. Oh, my God is great. Hallelujah. He's the Lord of hosts who is strong like unto thee. Thou rulest the raging sea. I don't have time to teach this Bible study tonight. Have you ever seen the sea when it's raging? If I could stand and tell you just one half hour about the raging sea. If I could tell you about the ways. I don't remember, Brother Kerker, where you said you was and how high that place was and you seen waves come into it. How high was that? 90 feet. And he seen waves coming in hitting the bottom of that cliff he was standing on. 90 foot waves. Son, I'll tell you what, Brother Westberg was in the Navy. He got in some terrible storms. And last spring, Brother Westberg and I, we got out in a bad storm, just him and I in the boat together out there in Marion. And he was riding in the front end. And one time, that boat went under a big wave. And I thought, whoo, son, here she goes right here. Amen. And we got in and got the water out of the boat. And I was glad we was out of that that mess. And he said, let me tell you something, Brother Elder. He said, that's like being in a mixed up bathtub. You ain't never been in a bad spot. 
90-foot waves come roaring at you. Brother Peter told me, he said, I don't know why I did it. I shouldn't have done it. But he said, one night they was in a typhoon, raging storm in the sea. He didn't know there was another way to the brig up to the top where the commander was of the ship in the ship the only way he knew was out of the ship and they told him to take orders up to the brig and so he unscrewed the hatch which could have caused the whole ship to sink and crawl out of the ship and screwed the hatch back down he did have no sense to do that and grabbed a hold of the lifeline and it's a good thing he's a strong little character he is he said brother elder how I got there alive I don't know he said that ship would dive under the waves and come out and if I'd have been washed over they'd never note it for days but he said I got that message up to the brig and got chewed out and found out there's other ways to get there. Hallelujah. Raging waves of the sea. Unless you've ever been out there, you don't know how powerful it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he said, My God's strong. He rules the way raging waves of the sea. He holds them in his fist. When the waves thereof arisest, thou stillest them. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. My, and you read in the Bible how God, God, I'd like to see you take your wife's dishes out of her cabinets and grab one of her candles up and grab up one of the kids' horn, 300 of you, and run out there and blow your horns and beat on the dishpan and light your candle and kill thousands of people. But God did it. God did it. When they stood up against Moses, he took 36,000 of them in one whack, just like that. He did it. He did it. Is it that late? I don't have my... Is it 10.30 yet, Sister Elder? Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe we ought to take a break and come back and get the next 45 minutes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Wouldn't it be something if we'd turn on God? Maybe in the morning we wouldn't have to turn into putty. I said if we'd turn on God, we might not have to turn into putty. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The heavens are thine. The earth is thine. As for the world and the fullness there is, thou founded them. Thou hast founded them. Ninety-three million miles to the sun. It sounds like a long trip to me. But if you're not careful, if you turn around and you don't have your clothes on, you get a sunburn like that. Hello. Hallelujah. I'd like to talk about this for a while. I can tell you're all ready to go home. You're all wore out. Wonder how far it is from one star to another star. Why we got to the first step out there and look at this. Boy, ain't we somebody. We got to the first step. We got to the moon. 244,000 miles out there. Yeah. And they've been trying their best to get to the second step and they ain't made it yet. Hallelujah. But we sit around and listen. Smart guy. That guy smart that was sitting by me yesterday. Man, he was really edumacated. Educated. He knew all about Pluto and some other judo. Science fiction. Little old bitty rubber job killed seven of them. That's how smart them engineers are. Didn't even have enough sense to know not to shoot the thing up in the air below freezing degrees because the rubber couldn't expand. They all of them knew so much. Dumb as I am, I know that. Haven't been to college either. But I've worked with them things enough I know. And that smart guy sitting next to me yesterday was trying to explain to me how they're going to get all of the religions of the world uh, compatible with each other. He's going to get us apostolics and the Catholics compatible with each other. I asked him, I said, what are you going to do about the Muslims? I said, it seems to me like um, Khomeini and uh, that dude over there at Libya, I can't think of his name. 
Qaddafi, I said, don't seem to me like they're cooperating too good. He said, it is scary, isn't it, them kind of people in the world? <laughs> you know, the Bible, I was sitting there thinking what the Bible said. The Bible said they have become so wise, they have become fools. And you know what? I got to thinking about making all these religions compatible. You know what I got to thinking more about making them compatible than anything is compressing them and suppressing them until finally it boils over at Armageddon and everybody gets their chunk. And they call that compatibility. I don't want to be there with their wisdom. Amen. What are you talking about, Brother Elder? I'm just about ready to close. If you can stay with me for the next five, ten minutes. When you get to thinking about a God that hung the stars like I can hang a shirt. When you get to thinking about a God that can control the raging Atlantic Ocean like I can a glass of water. Them clouds will never cease to amaze me. I look today just gliding along so nice and smooth. Pilot come on, he said, well, we've hit some real good air, he said. We're flying at 33,000 feet, approximately 510 miles an hour, and we've got a good tailwind. We got a late start, he said, but we ought to be able to pick it up now with this tailwind. Just smooth, gliding like a chunk of silk up there, man. Not bouncing. I hated that ride early this morning. Just bounce around like a... Whew, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just up there gliding along. And I look down. And the clouds way down there. 33,000 feet. But I looked up. And there was clouds way up there. Hallelujah. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if we'd learn to fly like a bird? I had lots of things going over my mind today. As we was coming into Wichita, I thought, my God, how helpless cities are. You don't realize how helpless a city is. I thought, thank God we're sitting here on a commercial aircraft because as you look down at that city coming in, she looks dead. She looks lifeless. She looks helpless. 
and had I been a bombardier sitting there with a trigger in my hands, I could have turned a lifeless city into a moment of terror. flying up there in them clouds and you see on the top side of them they're pretty and white and you come down underneath them they're dark hallelujah and ugly praise God and you get to thinking about how great God is and then you get to thinking about your little problem Your little problem. It ain't no little problem, Brother Elder. Well, stack it up against the God that holds the raging sea. Stack it up against the God that throws the stars out there. Stack it up against the God that makes it rain in one minute and the sunshine in the next. Come on. Stack it up against a God that can open the ground and swallow peoples and cities. Stack your problem up against a God like that. And let me ask you something. When you pray, why can't you have faith? Why can't you challenge God like Jacob does? I ain't letting you go until you change my name. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Our problem is the first half of our life, we messed up, made a lot of mistakes these beautiful young mothers up here with these young children when they get 40 years old they're going to say man I sure messed up a bunch but you don't have to stay that way you don't have to say oh well guess I couldn't happen so what you could get up in the next 40 years and say, bless God. I'm looking at some horizons in my life right now. I'm evaluating my life right now. I'm not ready to lay the sword down. I'm not ready to quit fighting. Hallelujah. I'm not ready to pastor people that are ready to lay the sword down and just say well you know come on come on hallelujah hallelujah amen I'm ready to go get it when I see little bitty places like Arkansas City Kansas and their churches getting bigger than ours I see little places like like Anthony, Kansas. 
I seen a woman in a church last night and she said, I got lots of relatives in Anthony, Kansas. She said, but I haven't been back there in years. I said, my goodness, we got a wonderful church in Anthony, Kansas. You ought to get them interested. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I said, you ought to go back to Anthony, Kansas and visit it. You would be surprised. You would be glad to send your people there. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I wonder tonight, when you get down to pray, that boy told me last night, he started to talk in tongues and he stopped. He went back to hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I looked at the preacher there. I said, I don't believe this. He started to talk in tongues and he went back to hallelujah, hallelujah. I said, what's wrong with you? I said, don't you want the Holy Ghost? I said, you're not having any problem getting the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know yet he was Church of Christ. I said, you're having problems. Believe in God. We'll let you have it. Your problem's your faith. I don't know what we finally done, but something done right. Because a little bit, boy, I mean, he turned her loose. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. Our problem is our faith. We don't have no problem in our God. We got problem in our faith. Our God's still wanting to bless us. Our God's still wanting to anoint us. Our God is still wanting to add to us. Our God is still wanting to do great things in our midst. Our God is still wanting some. There's no use of this church getting happy about healing around here. If we wasn't happy about the little things we've seen lately, we might get on it and see something really get done. I want some things to go walking out of here that makes these doctors in this town's mouth shut up. I want some things to go walking out of here that God has healed that makes people downtown in their office shut up. Amen. Why should I be the tail when God has made us the head? God wants to give us the blessing. Come on. I said God wants to give us the blessing. He wants to give it to us. If we won't be Esau, I'll say, well, here I am if you want to, Lord. They say, no, no, no. I'm going down the road and I'm going to find somebody even if they ain't born yet that's got a will to go after it. 
God don't have to have you and God don't have to have me it's really you and me that have to have him Hallelujah. I want us to stand tonight. I don't know how well we've touched you tonight. It's been a very funny service. Some of you get serious and, and the babies have a big deal. Oh God. I don't think I've got across to you tonight that if he can hold the sea in his hand that if he can throw the stars out there in the skies he can take care of you like it ain't no trouble to him at all you say well I need a job brother elder what are you going to believe God for why don't you get specific with God Tell him what you want. Name it. Name it. Tell God what you want. I've been walking with you. You remember when so and so and such and such happened? You got a good testimony, boy. I heard about a young lady in this church. This baby was born like brother and sister Smith was. And when she went in there, it was very frightening to her. It is very frightening if you ever went in there. I know, forget the first time. Sister Smith, did you ever go in that place? Did you? I know my brother and his wife's been in there. All them little babies shocking them to life. Things are squealing, they're dying. They're putting electric things on them, burning them, bringing them back to life and getting rid of diseases out of them. Some of them that long and some of them that long. Some that big around, some that big around. I had the same normal, natural feeling everybody has when we walked in there. Brother Smith took me in there, and I'd never been in there before. And I walked in there, and my normal feeling was, my God, all these kids are going to die. <laughs> i never seen kids in such pitiful shape. And Brother Smith walked up. Boy, it was wonderful to be with him. I can hear it like it's happening right now. I don't even know what I said to Brother Smith, but I know what he said to me. He said, my baby will not die, Brother Elder. He said, we are going to pray and pray now. He didn't even ask the nurse to move her hands or if we could or anything else. He said, let's pray. Amen. 
there's some things you can remind God of. I stood up for you in the face of everything. And God, I want you to do so and so and such for me right now. Because you said you'd take care of me. You would leave me and you wouldn't forsake me. I believe God could move on the rottenest, dirtiest, rottenest employer in this city to give some of you guys a job. And he wouldn't even know why he did it. Amen. 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 Especially if you got the feeling like that your God could hold the sea in his hand. That if your God throwed out the stars out there. Oh, that if you was just a little drop in the bucket. Uh, but he cared so much about you. He even knew how many hairs was on your head. Go into that prayer room and pray with faith. Believing in the God that done it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus in your name, in your name, in your name, in your name, in your name. In your name. Oh God in your name, in your name, in your name, in your name, in your name. In your name, Jesus, in your name. Silia Sakala Hashandala Mahaya. Oh, Lia Sitia Lakashaya Labahaya.